so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a podcast produced by Design Works Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. Good morning, everyone. It is the week of October 7th, 2019. Logan and I are sitting in the studio this beautiful, cool, crisp Friday morning. Good description. We're about to bring you guys some, some good news. Yeah. We're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to jump right in. So, so what's good in your life? Um, a lot of stuff. I've been battling through some illness, and I'm hopefully going to be feeling better soon. Um, but this episode's coming out in a few days, so I can fuck. I can say this. But well, Brandon and Caitlin just had their baby. Oh yeah, they did. Like uh, an hour ago, I got yep. got to be up there, and um, mom's good, baby's good, big old baby, cutie. So yeah, I think that's a huge win. Yeah, that is. Ditto. Yeah, I do have good things going on in my life. It's just been a hard few weeks with not feeling great. So sometimes when things aren't going good, you got to find good things around you. And that's the thing that's been giving me joy today. They popped out a little. They popped out a little, a little, a little baby. Yeah, beautiful human. What's good in your world? I mean, obviously that's good. Walker's got another friend. It was kind of cool last night. Us all uh, being out in the world again with all our kids yep. around each other. That was kind of cool. It's kind of surreal too, just sitting us all sitting at that table with three kids around the table with us. It's kind of surreal, but that, but it was cool. Woke up this morning and it was like sixty something degrees. Felt so good. Maybe I dreamt that. I don't know. No, it felt good. I think it was sixty something degrees, and it felt it felt pretty cool when I went outside when I let the dogs out this morning. Well, it's sixty seven right now. Oh, it's sixty seven right now. So I wasn't dreaming that. No, it was definitely low sixty. Okay, so that's that's awesome. That were I think I think I used that one uh, last episode, but we do have a high next week of sixty four. Next Friday might be snowing that day. Uh, it's raining on Thursday, so maybe yeah. That might that might freeze over. I miss work Friday. Miss yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Cooler temperatures always good. New new life in this world is always good. So yeah, that's what's that's what's good in my life right now. Um. Man, we're gonna we're just gonna blow through this episode. We're just gonna blow through it. So let's yeah. move on to the to the old haikus. Happy high high a high high a haikus. Did you finally get one written? Yeah, I struggle with this a lot today. Here, I'll, can I preface mine? Yeah. You asked me how I was doing. I kind of gave a weak answer, and my haiku is gonna sound bad. Right, you can you can make haiku sound however you want, but I'm not I'm not in a bad place. I just want to clarify that I'm just tired of being sick. Yeah, I'm not feeling good. I'm just getting frustrated with it. So, I was just thinking about where I'd like to be right now instead of sick, and that's why I wrote this haiku. Just want to clarify that. Please tell me. Please tell me you included the line "sick of being sick again." <laughs> First off, you making fun of me? No. That's just I did include that line. Sick of being sick. I'm actually using last week's haiku. 
Here's my haiku. My mind drifts away to a better place and day. Whiskey, worm, I'm okay. <laughs> you say whiskey worm? Like yeah. a fishing worm? Yeah, fishing. <laughs> That's all I want to be doing right now is fishing. It's whiskey and worms. I'm okay. I'm okay. It sounds very depressing, you know? Especially reading right there. It's kind of depressing, but I'm okay. I would just like to be with the weather the way it is today. I would like to just be out fishing. Yeah. And not be thinking about anything and then more than that, just feeling great. With whiskey and worms. Yeah. At first, it sounded like you were just hallucinating at the beginning of that haiku. I realized that. Trying to find out you just wanted to be through whiskey and worms. I re- like, it just didn't sound great when you say to a better place in day. Like, I'm not, it's not that bad. Things yeah. are still great, but I would just like to be fishing. All right. Here's mine, which this whole haiku is kind of a lie. Athletic prowess. <laughs> I probably should not include that word because I have uh, I struggle saying R's and W's sometimes. So I'm probably going to run it but, back. But you're saying this word, so I'm going to start over. Athletic. I might have just locked myself up. I might not be able to get through this now. You got it. Athletic prow. <laughs> Come on, oh, no. you got it. You got it. Athletic prowess. <laughs> I got to find a synonym for that real quick. Just work through it this time. I won't laugh. How do you say, how do you say that word? You know what word I'm trying to say? Prowess. 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 No, there's no L in it. Prowess. <laughs> yeah, I'm locked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. I'm just, if I mispronounce it, I think people will get the gist of what the word's supposed to be. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go through it. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> Athletic prowess, standing atop the crag. Do you have it, guts? Athletic prowess. Standing atop the crag, do you have it? Guts. Which, just so you know, I don't feel like I don't feel like those kids were athletes. I would agree with that. So there's a there's a partial lie in that haiku. But anyways, yeah, I feel like we have guts. Who's we? We. Okay. Us too. Okay. Thank you. And we have athletic prowess. 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 <laughs> yeah. Man, this is getting off to a hot start, so we're just going to keep rolling. I need to laugh, though, so thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll go first. My first headline. You have two? I do have two. Okay. They're both probably going to be super quick ones. Um, also, if y'all listened to last episode and enjoyed how short it was, please let us know if you enjoyed that or if you would like us to draw the episodes out a little bit more. Um, but I'm going to try and continue on with the uh, last episode and try and fly through mine to shorten the time on these episodes a little bit. So my first headline is... The headline is local magnet fisherman. Hey, this goes perfect with your uh, with your haiku. Oh, great! Kind of. Um, local magnet fisherman pulls eleven thousand pounds from Spokane River. Sells scrap for kids in need. What? Yeah. So this this guy 
His name is Paul Swanson. Um, he started this group called H2O Magnet Fortunes, um, and they go fishing, but they don't fish for fish. They fish for metal. I've seen and I've seen video of people doing that. Have you? I've never seen. I've never heard of that. It's like a real big like magnet on a like usually a thick string or rope. Hmm. It's just really interesting how how like small those things can be and what they can pull up. Huh. I've never even heard of that. But yeah, they do it. They they're a group of like people who enjoy fishing. But then, I guess they wanted to start doing this to pull some some metal out of the Spokane River. Um, they've been like doing this metal fishing ever since Father's Day. Um, they they so they go fishing. They pull out the metal and they put all the metal that they that they I guess catch into a dumpster. And so far, they've gotten eleven thousand pounds of metal. They've filled up the dumpst dumpster. Um, and basically they are, they, they scrap all the metal that they catch and get money for, and then donate the money to a organization called SOAR, S-O-A-R, um, which provides care for kids with autism and special needs. Um, and Paul was kind of, um, talking about how he got started doing this and he said, I got bored. Doctor pretty much said, you need to change your game plan of life. Couldn't fish no more, hardly. It was hard to do, tying on the lines and stuff, so I decided to create a little magnet fishing love here in Spokane. So this guy just loved fishing. Um, I guess he, I, I don't know if he had like some type of arthritis in his hands where he couldn't tie like his liner anymore or what. So some medical condition like made it either hard or um, in, like, disabled him from uh fishing for fish so he started fishing for metal with this group they pulled out eleven thousand pounds filled a dumpster they're scrapping it to give to this organization and then there's another organization involved with this um pacific steel and recycling um it kind of talked about them and it said a uh, prepared iron is worth eighty dollars per ton uh on average and the specific still in recycling decided to double that um, in order so they could have more to uh, give to soar. So oh, wow. just, just cool that there's like three different organizations or three different groups working together to um, get some money and do some work for, for this, for uh, these kids with autism and special needs. That's awesome. Yeah. So good, good job, Paul. Way to not get bummed that you weren't able to do your, do your normal fishing anymore and finding a way to continue doing your passion in a different manner and helping other people while you're doing it. I would love to know what they found. So it mentioned they, they found like manhole covers, cameras, cell phones, an an antique pistol. That was some of the stuff they listed off in the article. But a cell phone? I guess a cell phone would, would hit a magnet. I guess. But I, that's just, I can't imagine the things they've probably found. Yeah. I got real obsessed for a while on YouTube. Watching uh, like scuba divers and stuff that would go down to like rivers, like like rivers that people would float and just pulling stuff up. It was just crazy the things they would find. Well, you like remember some of the stuff? GoPros, <clears throat> obviously phones, but then like knives. Um, there would be like those wet bags, so people would put like tons of cash and stuff in it. And if they were lucky, they had their card in there too, and they would call them guns. I mean, it was wild. Yeah. So so far they've. Uh 
like the they've scrapped eight hundred and eighty eight dollars worth of metal that they've pulled out from this river. So they're cleaning up the river. How much? Eight hundred and eighty eight dollars. Jeez. Um. So yeah, good job, guys. That's awesome. It's my turn. Yeah. So that story has a great ending, but uh, definitely a story of perseverance. It had some tragedy to it, but. Um, in February of 2017, um, this sweet girl named Desiree Turner, she's 17 now, um, but she was shot in the back of the head by two of her classmates who lured her to a dry canal bed behind the high school um, in a town neighboring where she goes to school. They lured her out there, they shot her in the back of the head, and there was like an eight-hour search trying to find her, and they found her, and she was just like clinging to life. And she ended up being hospitalized for two months, had to undergo 13 surgeries, including 10 brain surgeries, and then just an infinite amount of physical therapy to try to overcome some of her injuries. I mean, for being at that point a 14 year old girl who was, says, like, incredibly active with like karate, horseback riding, played the saxophone. Um, now she couldn't, she struggled just to walk. She's having seizures all the time, having just terrible headaches. Um, but, she had to completely relearn everything. So two years later, um, she gets nominated to be the high school homecoming queen. And what was super cool, what caught my attention about this one, is I can't imagine going from um, what her and her family went through to something just so normal to get to be a part of something so normal as homecoming. Um, but people in the community found out. So um, after her mom posted on Facebook, our donations came in to buy her a special dress and to have professionals come do her hair and makeup. And there's a picture of her right here. Getting to walk out there, man. Cool. Doing great. So, um, those two guys that shot her ended up getting 15 years in prison. Um, but yeah, she's, uh, she's a little warrior. Yeah. Sounds like it. Battled back. Um, and I don't know. I just, there's something to me about like stories of like perseverance and, not giving up, but also I love it when people rally behind people like this. Yeah. Like wasn't her fault to get in that situation. And then people would be like, You're, this is going to this night. I mean, I always kind of struggle because like, it's just homecoming King or homecoming queen. Like really at the, at the grand scheme of your life, not that important. But I think it's cool when people rally behind something like that and just say like, Hey, we want to make this the best night we can for you. Yeah, For sure. So yeah, that's, I just can't also can't imagine being 14 and having to relearn everything. Because of a senseless act. It sounds like she like bounced back. I'm sure it was like a long road, like recovery wise, but it sounded like she bounced back pretty quickly. I mean, shoot. I'm I'm struggling to get over a runny nose and I'm I know. I'm I'm really not doing great. <laughs> uh, she's man. she's a, a beast for that, so yeah. Shout out to her. All right, my next one. The headline is, Police Praise Junior Detectives After They Track Down Missing 97-Year-Old Woman. So uh, the reason I'm using this headline and the reason it caught my attention is because I immediately just thought of the Goonies. And I thought it was going to be like just like the Goonies. It still like has that aspect to it with these, uh, this group of preteens. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how old they were, but this group of young people doing a little bit of a detective work to, to help some people out. Um, but yeah, this, uh, so a 97 year old woman with dementia, she went missing 
and the police in her town, they issued like a plea for help to help find her, like amongst um, the, the people of the city. Um, and these group of friends, there's a picture of them. They, um, I don't know, but yeah, this, this group of friends got together, just started doing some detective work and they were the ones who found her. I do not know what detective work they did. If their detective work was just literally walking and riding their bikes around the neighborhood looking for, her. but either way they got together as a group to help out the cause. And they are the ones that, uh, that found her. Um, and, uh, and I kind of just love this, this last quote from, this is from one of the, uh, police officers, um, and he said, this is a great example of our exceptional community coming together to lend a helping hand. This proves a great point. Age is just a number and anyone can help out in a time of need. So, yeah, I thought it was cool that they probably could have done anything else. And I'm sure it was still like somewhat of a thrill for them to um, be able to help out and do a little bit, a bit of detective work. But yeah, that's so wild. These, uh, this group of young, young people just hanging out and solve the mystery. Could have been doing anything. Could have been doing anything. So, yeah, that's it. That was kind of wild. That's it. It's like a Stranger Things. She might have been in Upside Down. Just trying to find, figure it out. Yeah. Squad gets together and it's like, let's go solve this crime. Oh, those are like my favorite movies when it's like a group of kids and like why I like Stranger Things and Goonies so much. I love when it's like a group of kids like on a mission together. I don't know why. What else is there? There's like Stand Same by Lot, Stand by Me, Stand Lot. Um, there's quite a few, but yeah, I just love that whole aspect of kids coming together. Yeah, and yeah, my 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 next story is about a kid too. Well, perfect. I'm excited about this one. This one made me laugh, kind of. Um, but the headline for this one is, Young Boy's Fear of Mom Helps Him Accidentally Win 10K Race. <laughs> and I read the headline, I was like, this, I didn't even, I literally copy and pasted this before I read the article because I knew it was going to be a gold mine. Um, but, kid's name is Cade, and um, his mom, Heather, um, was standing at the finish line waiting for her nine-year-old son to um, pass by. And he didn't show up around, like remotely around the time that she was expecting him to. So she began to panic. And so she said that she was going up to everybody that she found a firefighter and was like, Hey, you have to go find my son. She said she was just hysterical. Like, where could he be? What happened? Obviously all the worst case scenarios are popping up in her head. Um, And then Cade said he got a little bit confused because he was running and a volunteer said, Hey, you need to go this way. And he, he was like, I don't think that's right, but, I mean, it's an adult. So he just did what they said. And then um, at some point while he's running, he realizes, uh-oh, like, I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. Because my mom, now I'm running in the 10K. I was supposed to be doing the 5K. Oh, so he jumped to, like, a whole new race? Yeah, so he was doing the 5K. They rerouted him. He ends up on the 10K route. And his quote was, I thought my mom was going to be worried. I love this quote, by the way. I thought my mom was going to be worried. And when she gets worried, she starts getting a little angry. (laughs) Um, So I thought she was going to be worried and a little angry. 
So a, a spectator, someone who was watching the race, found Heather and just said, hey, your son's actually running the 10K, and he's running it really well. And so Cade crossed the finish line at 48 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, and then a race coordinator told Heather that Cade had won the race. And so she was like, oh, cool. He got first in his age group. And they're like, no, no, no. He got first overall. And Cade had never run a 10K and hadn't even gone 6.2 miles in practice. But this dude was just so afraid that his mom was going to beat the tar out of him. <laughs> that just, he was just cardio, sprinting. everything went, and that dude finished the 10K, won it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh, that is kind of amazing. That's kind of humorous, too. Yeah. Look at this picture, though. Like, you can see him running. You can see it in the top right. He's definitely, that's the fear. Yeah. When he finished, he knew he was going to get in trouble. He was just sprinting through a 10K. Yeah. I mean, shout out to that dude for running a 10K on not, and not planning for it. Yeah. Because I'm not doing that. Yeah, for sure. I can tell you that. I'm not doing a, I, I probably can't even do a 5K. No, I mean, not with any kind of... Cage uh, out here sprinting a 10K when you even plan on it. It's no training. Fear must be a good motivator for him. Apparently. I just love that he said, I'm sure his mom hates that quote, but I love that he said, like, my mom gets a little worried. She, she gets a little she angry. gets a little angry. So, yeah. Ends just, up winning the 10K. Just running for his life. Not even in his age class. Like, he won the race. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he got anything, because he didn't sign up for that. He he uh, did not get a spanking, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a quote from her saying something about that, like, uh, it was an. She said it was an emotional roller coaster. First, I'm scared, then I'm angry, uh, then I'm excited, and when we found out he won, I was just relieved. So, and then he said, I actually probably did better than normal normally does. Or she said he actually did probably better than he normally does because he was trying to finish in panic mode. <laughs> he <was> scared of his mom, so he just buckled down and won it. Uh, now his mom's just gonna be trying trying to scare him before every race. Yeah, the rest of his life, he might have set himself up for failure. Uh, maybe, but either way, dude just sprinted a ten k. Yeah, and won. No big deal. Yeah, nine no years deal. old. Yeah, he didn't he didn't even look gas in those pictures either. Mentally, I think he was. I would have been I would have been passed out like mile two. Dude, I I just kind of hope Ellie says stuff like that about Katie. Like when mom gets worried, she gets angry. <laughs> That's so funny. And kids, kids tell the truth. Yeah, so, too much. Yeah, they have no filter. Hey, yeah. you're kind of chubby. It's like what you can't say that to him. You know, it's like yeah, uh, but but you are. Yes. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So I'll, that was like. That was the first headline in a long time. I didn't even read the story before I knew that it was it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Accidentally won a 10K. That's cool. Out of fear of his mom. You want to talk about this last thing, or do you want to end it? Let's talk about it just real quick. So, I don't know. This was Wednesday. Um, this whole, well, I guess you know, I'm sure everybody listening is familiar with this whole... Uh, I just blinked on her name. Amber Geyer. Yes, Amber Geiger. Okay, she's the police. Geiger. She's the uh, police officer who um, went into the wrong apartment and shot a shot and killed a innocent unarmed guy in his own apartment because she thought it was um, her own apartment. 
Um, she was convicted of murder and then the next day was sentenced to 10 years in prison, which, um, a lot of people weren't happy with, um, one and more, one and more. Most yeah. People for sure. want, most people wanted more. Um, so most people also thought it wasn't murder. Well, depends on, depends on who you're talking to. A lot yeah. of people thought it should have maybe been manslaughter, yeah. but then still more years. Yeah. So like after these like sentencing sentencing stage and after she was sentenced there was a a lot of anger like in the courtroom and just um i know like on twitter and everything there's a lot of anger with how little time she got for murdering this guy who was apparently a stand-up dude his name was botham um and apparently botham was a stand-up dude and he was just chilling in, in his apartment in his apartment um himself and yeah didn't do anything wrong to deserve it and um, ended up being murdered by her. Um, so a lot of people and she's were, a police officer. And she's a police officer. She was off duty but in uniform. Yeah. So a lot of people at this time were angry. There were some um, uh, protest, some, some like minor protests in the court, not in the courtroom, but at like the courthouse. Um, and just like around Twitter and social media and stuff, a lot, there's a lot of anger, uh, after she was sentenced. Um, so then they did like the whole, they gave the, the family, um, the opportunity, opportunity to do like the, the victim impact statements, basically like looking her in the eyes, addressing her. Um, and both them's brother, who I think his name is Brant. Yep. Correct. Um, he gets up on, I don't know how old he is. Um, he is the only one to get up on the stand and basically, um, man, he's like, he's just saying how he forgives her, um, how he loves her as a person, mm. um, how he like didn't even want her to go to jail because like apparently both of them was just a, a, a super great dude and, he thought both um like would want him to forgive her yep. and um, wouldn't want her to go to jail or anything. Um, so he and I don't. It sounded like his family didn't know that he was going to go up there and say all this because like throughout this whole thing, he was like, um, he just mentioned like, I didn't know if I was going to say this in front of my family, but I don't even want you to go to jail. And he's like, I, like I forgive you. I know if you. Um, ask God for forgiveness that he will forgive you. I just want you to, to find Christ um, and to realize who Christ is and stuff. And then at the end, he asked the judge if he can hug her. He's like, um, I want to know, I, I don't know if this is possible or not, but can I go hug her? He's like, please, can I go hug her? And the judge like, gives them permission to go hug her. Um, they meet like halfway and they just embrace for probably like around a minute. And it's kind of, a, it's a super powerful image. Um, and a lot of people were angry over that whole situation too. I don't know if you saw any of that. A lot. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a beautiful image of mercy and forgiveness. And I, I don't think it, I mean, I mean, like let the dude like grieve and respond how he wants to grieve. It's his brother that yeah was murdered. And if he wants to 
grieve like that and forgive her and hug her, I think he has every right to. Oh, for sure. Without him, like, being um, turned into, like, I don't know. Yep. Some argument against whatever. But, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a beautiful moment, a beautiful image. Um, kudos to, to Brant. Like, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how I would respond to that if I was looking into the eyes of somebody who murdered a, man, a family member. Yep. If I would have the amount of grace that Brant did. Yeah. I hope I would, but I don't know. It did bother me, the people's response, you know? Um, and I, I think that, I think that's just something that we as Americans have to get better at. It's like, it's okay to want justice. Like, yeah. There's consequences for our actions. Like, I think that she, she probably could have and maybe deserved to get more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate for her in some ways because, I mean, just made a huge mistake. Yeah. And that huge mistake will have consequences that'll cost her a lot of things for the rest of her life. Um, but I just, I don't think of many scenarios where forgiveness and grace isn't the most important thing. Yeah. And I think that some people never heal because they never forgive and they never have grace. And so, especially if you are a believer, a follower of Jesus, then I mean, there's, there's no option. Like yeah. if, if it's been done for you, it should be done through you. I don't know if there was a more apparent, like, visible thing that was, like, just a public display of forgiveness and mercy uh, as much as that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who saw that, and I don't know. Just some of, the some of like, the reactions to it, which I know um, some people will say, like, I'm not in a place to be able to, like, talk about it or whatever. Um, which, which in some ways we're not Yeah, like, again, like what we're talking about is like, there's been a lot of injustice with, you know, black men in our country being gunned down by police officers. And so like, I think that's an important conversation that we should have. Mm -hmm. I I genuinely believe that. But like you're saying, I don't know, like for his brother to get up there and extend forgiveness and grace is so beautiful. Yeah. And I think a lot of people responded well to that. The judge even came down. And I, I believe from what I read and what we kind of saw, gave her a Bible and prayed over her and kind of read some scripture with her. I think everyone in the room wants the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just don't think that our appetite for justice can ever be satisfied. Yeah. We want everything to fall apart. Yeah. We want, we want 99 to life forever. I mean, it just gets out of hand. It was, it's the most unfortunate thing. And it just like that whole trial made me sad. Like, for his family and for him. Like he seemed like a pretty class, class act dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you also, did you hear him sing? No, I never heard that. Dude, he's like leading uh worship at his church. Just some pipes. pipes. Yeah, man, he could sing. But I, I, I remember seeing, I can't remember the, the white guy that went into the black church and shot everybody. Dylan Roof. Yeah. Was that in South? Carolina? Yeah, I think it was this one. Uh, everybody who got up there forgave him. Like all the family members and stuff. But that was wild. Yeah. I don't think they were in the same room. I think they were doing that video, via video. I remember seeing the clip of that. But yeah. what a beautiful image of love. Yeah, that was a that was a, a powerful image. Powerful display. Hopefully, so. if I'm ever in a situation where I, I can extend grace, that I will. Yeah. At that level. Yeah. So.
thank you for letting me learn from you. All right. I think that is all we have for this episode. Thank you for listening. We hope you guys have a great week. Um, yeah. We made it. We made it. I'm sweating we through got, my shirt. We got through. We need to get out of here then. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. And always, as always, be on the lookout for the good.